Hello and welcome back to this episode of the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host, Rich Fournier, and in this episode, I sit down with Joel Elge. Now, Joel is a top producer with Coldwell Banker, and in 2019, Joel ended the year with a whopping 140 completed transactions under his belt. And this year, in 2020, during a pandemic year, he's aiming for 200 deals. In this episode, he discusses his very unique approach to business that bucks the trend social media, lead gen companies, and paid advertising. He discusses the power of having an empathetic mindset over the traditional real estate razzle-dazzle and why he focuses on the end goal and trying to stay in gratitude every single day. He also discusses how fear, fear works as a driving force in his particular business. He's also going to share details of his business like the number of client touches as well as his success prescription for new agents that 80% of people traditionally ignore. So here we go. Stay tuned. Have you ever wondered why some people thrive in all areas of their life? Welcome to the Peak Results Academy podcast with your host, Rich Fournier. Each week, we interview industry experts who consistently dominate in the fields of health, business, and beyond. Our mission is to share their personal struggles and strategies so that you can create your own peak results. Hi, everybody. Rich Fournier here for the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host, and I'm super excited to have with us a superstar agent from Idaho, um, I can't even pronounce the city, Coeur d'Alene, is that right? Yep. Get it. All right, fantastic. Coeur Idaho, um, he's with Coldwell Banker. I mean, there's almost 140 transactions last year. Um, congratulations on an amazing year last year in 2019. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, this, is, um, this podcast is about um, really trying to figure out what creates a peak result in someone's business life and and now in this particular episode, real estate. And you and I both know that creating that type of production and result is extremely difficult in the game of real estate. And so very few agents perform at this level. And what I'm trying to do in this podcast is to figure out what makes you different than 95, 98% of all the real estate agents out there in the marketplace today. So if you're open to it, let's go deep. Yeah, sure. Awesome. So let's go back a little bit to your, the start of your journey. How long have you been in the game? Uh, 17 years. 17 years. Um, you know, just on a side note, that number, you know, that 15 to 20 year mark is super common in the top 1%. Yeah. Most of the interviews are top 1% of agents, um, in North America, um, in terms of production and that number, you know, it's no. It's usually no less than fifteen to to hit those type of peak numbers. Yeah, I could see that. There's yeah, quite a bit of that creating the snowball. Right. Um, so when you guys started in the game, was it like did you just knock it out of the park right away, or was it a grind? Uh, so I was uh, pretty young. Um, I graduated from school at University of Washington and um, parking cars. I met the, the broker owner of our company that I'm still with now. And um, uh, we just talked real estate and, and he actually plugged me in with a, a, a builder that, that he knew. So I just sold exclusively um, new construction, just fresh out of the gates. Um, it was on like a commission plus bonuses deals or sorry it was it was on salary plus bonuses deal so it was it wasn't a direct effect of of what you were selling necessarily but just you know it was a good job in an industry I liked and was interested in and 
and uh, we did 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 pretty well there. But that was in the oh, that would have been two thousand and three, two thousand four, two thousand and five. So right as the market was coming to its crescendo, and then I went independent of them in two thousand and six. Right as the market in our area was uh, taking its five year downturn, um, but you know, I think thankfully from not having, you know, made, made a killing or, or, you know, developing certain habits, um, you know, just because I was on this sales team, um, I didn't know any better. A lot of people, I think there was that mental, you know, twist when the market started going down, it messes with people. And I didn't, I didn't know any of that. So I just had to go out and make a mortgage payment. And, uh, so five years of, of downturn. And then, you know, um, since then 2011, we saw the bottom of our market and, and I, I just kind of through the through the worst years, I was having my best years. But you know that was kind of not because I'm a hero. It was just because I think I was out there hustling it and didn't know any better and was going to make stuff work. So when you look today, you know, so very few agents pr produce. You know, over the hundred mark. Never mind. Never mind a hundred. Most agents are not producing at the fifty or forty or thirty deals a year mark. Um, and when I ask this question, I mean it with all respect. What makes you so different, Joel? Um, to, to um, you know, I don't, uh, the, honestly, the thing that makes me different is that if you've got a bunch of the people that do, you know, high production, um, you know, they have got much more packageable um, systems in many instances than what I do. I mean, it's, I'm kind of old school in a lot of the methods with which I operate. Um, it's, it's not, you know, I, I know these people and it's like, and I applaud the way they do things, but it's like, yeah, I could, you know, I'm going to do this in Puerto Rico or Florida or, you know, the West Coast, you know, mine's a little more of that, you know, just kind of down home, like, you know, you work hard for people and, and you kind of put yourself in their shoes and, and you have vested, you know, I just actually was interviewed by a guy for this magazine like a week ago. And, and this is the first time I've ever said this. Uh, came out, but it was, I think it, it kind of captured my, my feeling, but I think what people sense is that, you know, me specifically and my, my team, us, you know, um, we're here to win for you. You know, I, I get a kick, you know, the fun thing is, is, is winning for someone else. I like to win in general, but winning for somebody else is like, you know, because they've already put that huge level of faith in you and trust in you. And then when you can take them and get them someplace that they feel like no one else would have been able to, um, to do, I mean, that, that's hugely rewarding. So I think that's really that it's just a sense of buy-in. Like, you know, I think it's, it's, it's making yourself a partner and that's pretty cliche. So it's easy to just like, Oh yeah, make yourself a partner. Um, so I, I think it's, um, it's more about just that empathetic mindset, you know, I'm going to treat you rich. If you come to my market, um, like you're my, my, you know, like I treat my cousin or my, you know, my best friend, or, you know, I'll, I'll take care of you better than me. You know, I like, I tell people that I've had clients who are like, well, you better invest in real estate. You're probably buying everything up. I said, no, I mean, yes, we invest in real estate, but I said, anytime a client of mine's interested in what I'm interested in, I'm out, you know, cause I'll go find another deal. Um, and again, those are just, I think little mild examples, but I just don't have a great row. I mean, I, I know guys, it's like, yeah, you know, I do it. I, I got a $20,000 Zillow bill, but guess what? I make, you know, four times ROI on that, you know, nothing. I don't have any of that. You know, we don't, you know, it's not the billboards. It's not, you know, I've done TV commercials. My dad was in advertising. So, I mean, I think I have some refined, um, stuff and I think our marketing plan to specifically to represent and get properties sold at their best price is very strong. 
Um, and I think we represent that well in, in my marketing plan, but it's not a lot of razzle dazzle. You know, what is it, do you find that, are you very consistent in your prospecting? I mean, is, how does that work for you? I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you know, maybe this is where you hit delete on the podcast, Rich, because you're like, what am I doing? Waste my time. Okay. No, I'm pretty bad at my, my good consistency in, 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 in prospecting. And maybe that's exactly if these are a bunch of agents out there or you know, regular salespeople, like maybe they need to, to, to hear that too. I mean, it, I'm not bad. We definitely, you know, we're probably seven or eight, you know, good solid contacts per year. That's not monthly. That's not weekly. That's, that's per year. I mean, so, you know, maybe you could even say that I'm underestimating, you know, but I'm going to say eight or nine, maybe eight to 10. And we just started doing some things like, you know, just 17 years in slow study here. Um, so, uh, but, you know, just started doing some, some like client events. So rented out a movie theater, invited, you know, all my former clients, you know, okay, come on, movie on me. You know, we did that. We did a, um, uh, we did, uh, uh, actually we did, um, like a giveaway for, uh, around the holidays for, you know, like a holiday dessert deal. So, I mean, we've been doing some things like that, you know, where people I think feel appreciated, but no, um, I mean, as far as like super solid, consistent prospecting, uh, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not gonna say we don't do any, I'm out hustling stuff all the time, but, um, a lot more of it is, is the stuff that I think the results we've created for other people have, have won them over enough to stick their neck out there and to say, Hey, you need somebody. This is your guy. Got it. So when you went on your own, because mm -hmm. 140 odd deals just doesn't come up. No. Right. So if you can look back and say, like, do you have an amazing CRM system where everyone you've ever communicated with you're connecting with on a daily basis or weekly basis or, Excel. So no, um, but the big tipper in my business was picking up that buyer's agent. So I actually lost a really good admin person and I went to hire that person and I try to be real methodical when I do that. And so I had, you know, I, I, I probably, when I've replaced someone within my team, I have probably sat down on average with probably at least seven or eight, maybe nine people on average, you know, and this time I think I'd sat down with 12 because the gal I left, I lost was really good. She was moving to a bigger city um, to just get a life change. And um, so, and I'm kind of that, uh, I, I call it a counter puncher. Like if I'm, ah, you know, that sucks, you know, so I want to come back better than, than it was. You know, you take one on the chin, you come back with the flurry type of thing. So I ended up hiring um, because I wanted to hire two people um, because they were both so good that I, I, that I liked them. So I hired one that didn't have any sales experience, but wanted to get into sales, but had good admin experience and one that didn't have any admin experience, but needed to be trained. And then, so my future sales, um, buyer's agent, you know, helped train the, the new admin person. And then she went into sales. Anyway, you didn't need probably all that detail, but, um, that was a big, I was, I was plateauing in the 90 transactions a year ish. And then that, that really scooted us up. That, that was like, um, you know, where we bumped into the, 120, 130, 140 deals a year because we, you know, but that was me plus one. And at that point we had one admin person. So there were three of us, two selling, one admin doing that. So um, do you do, I, I'm just trying to figure out where are these people coming from? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, 
And the other thing about it, Rich, is that it's not, you know, these are transactions, and but I'm not, you know, you, you call my numbers, you're not going to find, I mean, there's guys in my market where, oh, yeah, look at this. You know, I, I've stood on, you know, I, uh, stages, I've looked at other people on stages before, and it's like, oh, yeah, they ran 300 lot sales through this guy. Not, not, none of it's like that, but I've also sold, I mean, I've got a client right now coming back for another, um, wants to go buy another property because I you know, drove an hour to go meet with them to sell three $14,000 lots. So we'll do stuff like that. Now we do, I'll do a minimum commission on that, but it's not, you know, it's not end up being 40%, but you know, we'll, we'll we make sure it's, it, but, but I don't like saying no to people either. I, I like, you know, earning the relationship. Some of them are big whales. Some of them seem like smaller fishes. Some of them are smaller fishes that end up being bigger whales. But, um, so you know, uh, but, but it's, where do these come from? I mean, it's just a matter that, um, you know, uh, I, I could just run through my last, you know, 10 transactions and, and, and most of them are referrals. Most of them are, I sold a property, you know, I earned the, the trust of someone and they pass their name along to somebody, you know, I, I also have past clients that are pretty, um, consistent. So that CRM, I mean, what is CRM? You know, CRM is there to do relationship management. So, do I do a worse job at it than a lot of people? Yeah. But I guess my thing is, you know, defending myself <laughs> um, is that, you know, I think that, that I worked hard enough for people and they felt like I was an advocate for their interests strongly enough where I put myself into their memory and then they remember me to call me the next time too, you know? So I, yes, I stay in front of them. And, and there again, how many times in a year do you need to be reminded about somebody that, you know, you have a positive feeling about, yeah, if I don't, if they don't hear from me in five years, I can't expect that they're going to pick up the phone and call me. But a lot of those people, you know, it was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's my guy. That's my agent. And they'll, you know, see your name around. So some of that, a little bit of that success can, can help, I think, um, you know, uh, ingrain you with people, you know, they're like, oh yeah, look at that. That's my guy, you know, and they're kind of like, you know, rooting for you. So those are, Got it. And when you look, so you don't do any Zillow, Trula, Realtor.com? But the only thing I do is, uh, so I have a Zillow bill that's like 300 and some dollars a month. And it's just pretty much so I can get leads off of my own listings. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, we close, I don't know how many, but it's probably under three deals, you know, on some, some on a, uh, a zip code pickup, but we probably close. 10 on, you know, because they were calling on our leads. And so they're trying to get a hold of the agent and I have to pay so that they can get a hold of their, you know, the agent they're looking for, uh, you know, and so unfortunately that's the game, um, you know, we, we play, but um, I have a solution to that too someday, Rich. But. Yeah, we see that as well. I mean, I think Zillow just, they created a mousetrap where realtor.com somewhere fell, fell down. Yeah. Uh, you and and you know amalgamated all those MLS listings across the nation and did a better capture job and then took advantage of the situation and um, you know we see those things happening up here in our neck of the woods too so I get yeah. that um, do you have any advice for an agent today who's you know entering the market um, w if you were to enter today would you do the same style or would you look at all these different ways to generate business um, I would look cause I still look, I mean, I take calls. I, you know, honestly, you know, the first couple of times I thought, you know, your admin person was selling me something, you know? So it's like, I get, but I take those calls too, you know, because it's like, Hey, there's good ideas out there that, that I'm not saying that, 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 that couldn't work. So, 
Um, you know, I, I absolutely would be open to things, but I do think that you, if I was telling somebody how to survive in this business, I would say my, and again, you're, you're talking about a guy I just described, you know, kind of the nature of the nuts and the bolts of my business, you know, in that it's kind of that old school do the, you know, but I would be sitting open houses. I would be like that. I would do, do the things that have been shown to work. You know, I think that everybody wants a shortcut. You know, that's essentially, you know, when I've been asked for an interview in the past or I've sat on top agent panels and, you know, okay, what's the shortcut? And now, you know, it's been like, I, I you know, I, I did these things maybe 13 years ago, you know, and social media was just becoming a thing. And so it was like, everybody needs to get up there and tell you about social media. And, and then what that's going to do is have every agent, you know, then they're going to be maximizing their social media. I mean, I don't do any of that. Um, so I don't come and tell people to do that. I think I know friends that have, and, and in ways we have probably been able to gain business through social media, but, um, that's not what I would tell people. I'd say sit in open house two times a week. I don't care if it's a weekend or not for your first 18 months. And you're going to stick in this business because the other thing is 80% of people are not going to do what I just told you. You know, they're not going to stick to it. They'll do it for three months, but you do that and, and you can stop doing it after a year. But I mean, you do it for, you commit to it for 18 months and you're going to, you know, and all it is is, you know, it's like a, you know, military. It's just like an exercise in discipline, you know, anything you do, you know, if you, if you have discipline and you're not way off base, you're going to find results. And I think that I've been very undisciplined in much of my business, but I'm disciplined enough in enough categories to have success and to hold myself accountable and to um, work hard for people and to be available for people and, you know, and think of their interests as my own. I, I mean, I think that's where I just have, you know, that's my, the, the, the natural way I've been able to, 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 to have the success I've had. And honestly, you know, um, what I think more, if I have or would have done or, or need to do still, I think a better job of, of, you know, other business capturing, you know, then I need to do, it, it's just going to change my business model more and more. And as I've gotten, you know, longer in the years and this business, you know, in this business, I realized, you know, then that's really, you know, creating a culture, teaching other agents to work with other people, because you, you also hit that max. You know, if I'm trying to work with 220 people in a year, I can do it. 206 is my goal. Um, I can do it, but I need, you know, that's, two buyer's agents, me covering probably, me covering about 115 transactions. Um, and then I'm also a part of, you know, I, I meet and check in on, you know, pretty much every one of those other deals. But about 206 to me has is, is been my goal. Um, I think maybe that could even be ramped down to, you know, 190, 200 right now. But um, th then again, I think you need to turn the page, turn the chapter, and then you know, you're, you're teaching that to kind of a culture of people. So I don't know. Right. It's well, it's, it's difficult, right? You haven't done it yet. So then you're trying to yeah. create something, you know, looking forward and then yep. trial and error. It seems to me that so far that it's the people that are full contact in the game who like what they do service their clients, but they got to chat with people. Mm -hmm. Ask if they want to buy or sell a piece of property. And most agents are undercover agents. They don't talk to anyone. Yeah. Right. And it seems like yeah. you're still talking to people every single day. 
Yeah, and I think that's important. Um, even there, you know, I'm 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 not as big of a rah rah guy as, as I know I probably you know should be or could be. Um, but absolutely, you know, and and what so I, I so here's my twist on that, Rich. Instead of like, because I'm just not the type of guy to like go out and have coffee and but don't you can't leave the shop until you've passed out five year business cards. I mean that's old school and that will get it done. Just not me. I'm just not that like gregarious. I mean I'm talking to you on this Zoom and. I can already tell you're that guy. I mean, you're just like the drop rich, make sure there's a many, you know, as many people around him as you can, the more time they're going to spend, he's going to win people over. And that's that. And I'm a little bit more reserved when I'm in that public setting. And so I don't, but, but here's the twist. I have enough people coming out. Oh, I heard you're in real estate or, Oh, you're in real estate or, Oh, what do you do? You're in real estate. So instead of just the, Oh, market's great. You know, no, like I, try to always keep in mind, you know, where is the market? You know, what statistically what's going on in the market? And so for me, I probably have a lot less people that I'm going to interact with than Rich because Rich is just better at that than me. But I might, might, I'm not saying I am, but I might be better at turning someone to think, ooh, if I have a real estate need, I might want to talk to that guy because I've told them, you know, like what you and I talked about, you know, as far as, you know, the market fluctuation, I, you know, I've to told them about, you know, uh, what rates are doing and where we, we think they're going. I, I've told them about, you know, why we, we have suppressed inventory right now, but demand is still high. So now is a good time to sell, even though, you know, intuitively you wouldn't think so because we're in the middle of a pandemic. So uh, anyway, those are kind of probably my capture. So, you, you know, it's a fine tune. I think overall, yes, you're correct. You need to get in front of people. Instead for me, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be the guy that's great about, you know, talking to 122 people a week, but I'm going to talk to eight or nine people organically a week. And those eight or nine people, when they do ask me about real estate, most of the time, not every time, they're going to get a little bit different, a little more acute answer um, because that's me, you know, and, and, and so I'll dive into that detail and, and then have the chance to win them over that way instead of the, the volume piece. Well, I got a hundred. Yep. Three of them are going to think of me. Like I might only get nine, but three of them might think of me. Got it. Let me ask you a question. And this is get, maybe gets a bit more personal. Do you ever fear that you're not going to make money in business and real estate anymore? Oh yeah. Fear is most of what, not, uh, fear is not most I'll say, but fear is a lot of what drives me failure. Uh, and it's not so much money per se. I mean, I grew up and we were very, um, I mean, you know, missed house pain. My mom was a teacher, but and was good, really good with money, but three kids and, you know, my dad owned an advertising agency, but, you know, ended up, uh, that company went bankrupt. So, you know, we had missed payments and the bank was calling when I grew up. So I knew, I know, you know, and so I, I, I'm not a, I'm very appreciative and cognizant of, you know, finance and financial struggles. Um, I, I you know, I've, I've kidded around, probably kidded too much. They're like, yeah, boy, you know, yeah, I could, I could be, you know, things might be good today, but I could be BK before you know it. Um, but I do, yes, absolutely. I mean, to me, more so than the specific monetary correlation, it's more like, you know, fear of failure. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, to answer, it was kind of a yes or no question. Yes. But again, for me, it's less about probably thinking about, am I going to make money in this business? I feel, I have faith in my business mind. You know, I think that if you set me in, you know, that was just one of those God-given skill sets. Like, okay, I, I think business is always clicked to me. So I, I feel like, you know, it, it, I've told people this before. You know, if, if, if I was out of this uh, business, you know, if, if someone's 
took my license. I couldn't do this anymore. And then I just had to find something to make some money. I'd go sell cars and I wouldn't go rip people off. You know, I would just sell cars because that communication piece, like I'm expressing to you why I think this could be a good fit given what you've told me type of a thing. But anyway, so yes, I do fear failure. You know, it's, um, the reason why I asked the question is, um, you know, I'm always trying to figure out what is the common thread? With mm-hmm. What is that thing? Um, and so it's interesting where you're, you're not focusing on, you know, lead gen online, social media, capture pages, squeeze pages, CRM systems, video, email marketing campaigns, uh, Facebook ads, bait and switch campaigns, and all those things. You're basically communicating with people and saying, hi, my name's, you know, Joel, have you thought about buying a piece of property occasionally? And then over time, you've been very consistent in that conversation and stayed the course. Yeah, I, I think that's a good, uh, good, a good, you know, balsamic reduction of what you know. Um, um, Hard to and, reduce this game because there are so many moving parts, and I'm trying. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, no, no, I'm. I, I, th- I, I think that's a good. Generally, it's it's a good outline. Uh, and for me, again, I, I probably dive in the devils in the details, and it's probably that once I get the chance, once you put me in, coach. You know, so, you know, I tell people when I sit down with them, like, this is interviewing for a job. So when you hire me, you know, then that's when you realize like, oh, yes, I hired, that was, that was the person, you know, like that, that's who. So I, I go and earn it because I am so thankful, you know, part of that's fear of failing, like, you know, oh, you helped me not fail. Um, so I'm so thankful for their business. I think that they see that and it's not it's and and it is teachable and coachable simply by planting those seeds within other agents or other people in business to just say why does your why does your world business world turn you know your business world turns because there's a customer there that customer especially in real estate has placed an incredible amount of trust in you you know when when i've in, in other life experiences, when people have put an incredible amount of trust in you, that's a big, you know, that, that's a big um, opportunity, you know, in life. And so in business, when someone has given you the opportunity to and place their trust in you and you can go and you show them how thankful you are for it, even though you'll make mistakes along the way, but they see that it's genuine when you say, oh, I, I am sorry and I apologize. And, you know, this is this, like they understand that they can see that you are vying for their interest. So I think on that larger scope, yeah, it's, it's, it is the things you described, but it's the, I think some, some zealousness about the, 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 the idea that I was given this opportunity that someone placed an incredible amount of trust in me. And I'm so thankful for that. I want to earn it. I never want to disappoint anyone. I want to exceed their expectations. And so, and again, for other agents, it doesn't have to be my way and you go like, oh, so extreme that way. But I think just keeping that in mind, you know, for people, how difficult it is. And I, we've got people right in our brokerage having tremendous success with cold calling campaigns, you know, um, but, but, and, and maybe, maybe they are able to have that, you know, that, that um, gratitude and thankfulness because like, man, I had to call 800 of you to get, to get one of you who had me to your house. Um, but I think it also might be difficult when you're doing those things to be, it's just like, this was a numbers game. You were just someone that picked up the phone and, you know, in 322 more, someone else is going to do the same thing and I'm going to be in front of them. So I think that just understanding, you know, the nature of the, the, the old school, you know, 
customer service and, and the nature of your business is without customers, your business dies. Yeah, you know, I, I believe that. There's an energy um, and there's a belief system that, that I see in all top producers. So we all have different mechanisms in how we're reaching out and communicating with people. But there's an, what is super interesting is there's a common thread underneath that, and it's the expectation of production and fully geared towards an outcome. Very focused on an outcome. And without that focus of an outcome, the world doesn't move for you. You're focused on an outcome. You've, you've, what's really interesting to me is that you've said that a number of times now that there's a goal. Like, you know, like there's a number that you're aiming for, a number, a number of people that you want to serve. Mm-hmm. And you, you're focusing in on that thing. And it's not just um, lead gen strategies or communication strategies. You're focused on an end goal and you're just mm-hmm. going to work. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that is, yes, you're, you're precise, precisely correct. And, and, and even though, like, in, in my life, I'm a, you know, d- detailed person, I like things very organized and that sort of thing, it isn't this really clean, you know, oh, you know, well, here's our, hey, how many of the eight steps have we done today, everyone? You know, oh, you did your eight, you did your eight, you did your eight. It, it's, not, it's not that clean. It's much more messy than that, which... Um, also probably makes it highly interesting after 17 years, but I think you're exactly right. Yeah. We, we have the, the goal and the outcome and, and on some levels too, again, with that gratitude, um, with, with the trust that, that people have placed in, in you, I think it's also, um, the idea that I also feel like it's an opportunity on their side because, Hey, I'm going to do this to work hard on your behalf to negotiate better than anyone else, you know, could or would use all my experience to your benefit. You know, so that's also like on the sales side of things, when you're pitching yourself, like the belief, not just like, oh, I'm just, I I'm, can't even say anything. I'm so, feel so lucky to be here. I mean, it's like, thanks for having me here. And now here's where I can, you know, let me present to you this opportunity um, type of a thing. So, right. so you value yourself. Yeah. Right? You have a faith and a belief in what you are going to do for someone. Yeah. In your mind, you think that they're crazy for not working with you. Yes. Like, what are you, crazy? Of course you should work with me. I'm going to save you from everyone else. Yes. Right? And, and, you know, no one's going to think through it in the same way that, that I will. And it just takes one of my, you know, I've, I've had many, and again, this, this sounds probably kind of, you know, I don't know. But, um, you know, I, I've had, you know, you're, you're up at four in the morning, can't get back to sleep, something pops in your head, and it's like that made the difference between a property selling because I just sat there and thought on it. And it was like, what about this? You know, and that's not every listing, you know, there's a lot that are, um, you know, going to be fairly straightforward or something, but it's definitely happened in, you know, numerous instances where it was like, I was able to kind of find the missing ingredient because, you know, I, I, I was, you know, passionate about meeting their goal and in meeting their goal, I meet our goal, my goal. When you look at someone starting the game today and I th- it is a game, even mm-hmm. though serve people there's so many moving parts to this business it's it's someone who does well it's like they have a a phd uh, mba in the game of real estate because there's so many moving parts to get a deal together never mind getting the deal together just getting the prospect and leads and communication and lawyers and it's an interesting game would you advise someone join a team or start on their own today in this market in this environment 
2020? Um, I think you have to read your, you know, weigh out your options. I think the problem with a lot of the teams now is that they're very low value based. Um, meaning that they're not bringing you a ton of value. They are coming in to, <laughs> to, to cult, you know, to, for you to cultivate for them. Um, we're the opposite. It was like, it's always been, you know, it's, I have more people that we'd like to work with and cannot because of timing. So, oh, here you go type of a thing. And, and so that's been the base. Now, granted, you know, we want people to go out and do these other things, but I know a lot of these teams, I mean, I've sat in conferences and there was a 93 person team, you know, that some representative was on the stage and, but they had a, I think theirs was a cold calling system and they made their people take a 15 minute break after two hours of cold calling. And it was like, what a machine, what a, what a neat machine for them, not my way. And, and, and in those cases, like, no way. You want to go be a real estate agent and then you're going to go do that? Nah. You know, um, and, and the turnover has to be pretty incredible in that. But I think that when you find, so I, I look hard, you know, and say, so, so where are my leads, you know, going to come from? Because joining a team is all about like, skip, you know, it, it's what you've driven towards a lot here. Like, well, tell us, you know, how many of the, the people you do these podcasts with are like, well, I'm a this, you know, it's the CRM with this, or I'm the, you know, oh, I do the cold calling systems or the, I mean, the cold calling is probably the, the newest, wildest, craziest thing I've seen in real estate in my years, just the way that people are, what's the business generating model? Oh, we have inside sales. We have, you know, people have 31 different names for it. And it all comes down to like, someone is picking up the phone and trying to make an appointment for you. And that's like, wow. I mean, very gusto um, and very, very, you know, larger business model um, based. But anyway, um, so I think that back to the, the question, I mean, it's all relevant. You have to do your own diligence as a, an agent and look at that team and say, what am I bringing to it? And, and if it's a 15, 20 person team, I mean, I don't think you can really think that, um, I don't think you can really think that, that, that they're going to be providing you with that many leads. They're going to show you the real estate business and they're going to help you understand how to create new leads. And so if that's what you're learning, again, both of you then should be under the same mindset. They're like, well, I'm only going to be here for probably one, maybe two years because obviously once I realize that I'm making the business and you're getting a half or a quarter, 75% of it, whatever that model is, that I'm going to just do this on my own and we're not going to do this. And then you're going to find someone else. So I think the long-term person that says, I want to be on a team you know, and I want to do this because I like working with other people. I like, you know, the camaraderie. I like those things. You got to be really careful on that point to, to say like, okay, how are these leads coming from? You're not going to be joining a team of 15. You know, you're not going to do any of that stuff. You're going to be joining a team of like, I'm one person's, you know, a good successful agent that has a, needs some admin help and that needs a buyer's agent or, you know, that type of thing. That to me is kind of that more long-term model of staying together. Um, I think that for someone that just says, just show me how these, you know, how the widgets made, and then I'm going to go make my own widgets. It's also a good opportunity there as well. So either way, it can present the right opportunity for someone. I would just be picky and understand, filter in your own mind, the idea of what am I here to do? You don't want to sign up for a, for a career with somebody and realize like I'm one of 19. That's just not the case. You know, you are, but you're going to learn, you know, how to make cheese, you know, at, at that cheese factory, and then you can go do it on your own potentially. But, but you have to know that that's what you want. Um, so I think that the teams are, you know, but again, what did I describe? Sitting open houses, these kinds of things. I mean, these are 
the same opportunities that right now are way more readily available than I was. Like we used to, you know, could we go sit for nothing, be paid nothing, but just try to pick up buyer leads and new construction open house. Like that was, you know, now there, there are leads or there are opportunities like that much more readily available as well, because I think a lot of the people that would have been clamoring for those are joining teams and aren't doing those things. So I think you pick your vein. Yeah. You pick whatever lane you pick, you better go all in on it emotionally. Uh, right. Is there something that you do on a daily basis that keeps your mindset in a good place? Um, you know, I deep breathe a lot. Um, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. Um, you know, I think some exercise is always a great perspective changer. Um, and I mean, but those are, those are outward non you know, business things. As far as mindset, I mean, to me, I, I, yeah, I guess here's something, you know, I've said this, pretty much my whole career. Like I'm here to work and to get it done. I am not here to, you know, to, and I, I have friends at the office. We, we chit chat and things like that. But in general, I'm not here to pass time. You know, I will be home with my family. I've got three little kids. Um, I've got a wonderful life. I love to see them. I, I'm not, I tell people, I'm not a workaholic cause I know I'd rather be there than here. Um, uh, but I'm a, a workaholic because if, if you were to say that or um, you know, I work really hard because I'm also not willing to to let people down. You know, when you've trusted me with the sale of the biggest thing in your life, I'm not going to let you down. And if that means work until, you know, 10 o'clock at night, returning the calls and that sort of thing, then 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 that's what I'll do. So it's, it's, it's a little bit more, I think that's my focus. Like when I'm here, I'm here to do it. You know, my boss, you know, probably one of the most things that stood out, you know, that he told people and I'd hear him to say it and he'd say it to me is just show up. Like what? Just show up. You know, he just say it and say it and say it. And it's like over the years, how many agents are I seeing come and go? And what's a common thing? Those agents didn't just show up. Now there's some that have succeeded without showing up. Um, and there's some that have failed with showing up, but the percentages go up incredibly by taking that. Um, I haven't even counted the words, just show up. So that three word words of advice. Right. And I think, and if you don't mind me just expanding on just show up, mm -hmm. you got to do the work. Yeah. Show up means do the work, right? Yeah. Execute on whatever you're going to do or think about, which yeah. is communicating with people about buying or selling a piece of property. That is your job. Yeah. And I think you're, you're, you have that, that, like, that's a perfect theme because I think for you, like you could start a brokerage rich just, and that's your theme, you know, and, and for you, you know that. And so like, you know, it starts with just show up and then it's like, well, just show up. And then what do I do? A, like, I'm a little bit worried about you. If you're saying just show up and what do I do? Like, you're going to try to find things to do. Like you're going to go and, you know, read up or take the class or go to the broker's education, but it's okay. You know, so if you don't know what to do, you know, now here's your next step. But then that theme, like, you know, you should own a brokerage rich and just have like on every wall, like your job is to communicate with people about buying or selling real estate. Well, how? I can tell you a thousand ways and they changed in the last 17 years, but communicating with people about buying, like that's, that's essence. I'm going to write that down, Rich, because you just gave me a nice treasure. I don't have the courage to open up a brokerage. I think those people are insane. But, um, you know, I just, when I look out and I hear you and I hear you, you know, these top producers who are doing extraordinarily well, the common theme is that they have a direction of where they're going. They know what they want to hit. Like you have to have a, you have to input a number into that GPS in your brain. So your brain is going to start focusing on how does it, how to create the outcome, right? And until you do mm -hmm. that, you can't get anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you got to talk to people. 
about buying yeah. something. That's all we do. We don't really talk about granite. We don't talk about bricks. We get to talk to people about buying or selling a piece of property and, and how does that fit within their life and what do they want because of that. And, you know, when I hear you, you're a smart guy, you're very cerebral. And if I boiled you down, you want to help people. You're, full, you're very grateful for the opportunity because you know those people pay your bills. They pay for your life. They pay for your little Johnny, Susie, and Kelly to eat every single night, right? And that's a really important distinction. Because you know what? There are a lot of people who don't think that way. They think about, you know, that they're owed something. Yes. They're owed something. Well, you should work with me because, you know, I'm owed that commission. Well, the truth is we owe them. Mm-hmm. Because there's thousands of other people they could be working with today. And uh, I appreciate you very, very, very much. You're an anomaly. And any of the top producers that I speak with, they're an anomaly. And that's why I want to speak with you because it takes a lot of courage to get out into this game, commission-based, dealing and competing against thousands of other people on a daily basis to serve people and then to wait to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you do the work and get paid. You hope yeah. you get paid when it closes. Yeah. And so, so you're one of the bravest people that, I'm, that I've met. And uh, anyone in the real estate business is very, very brave. So I appreciate you very much. And uh, if anyone wanted to get in touch with you, Joel, to work with you or even ask you questions, uh, maybe some advice, how would they do that? Yeah. I mean, I've got a website. I do have that. Um, uh, JoelLG.com. Um, uh, so uh, my email is just, which is my last name is spelled E-L-G-E-E. Um, so it's J-O-E-L. E-L-G-E-E.com. And then my email is joel at joellg.com. My cell phone, I'm, you know, hey, I tell people, you know, call me. I'm, you know, 509-868-5264. We straddle the states of Idaho and Washington. I'm right on uh, eastern Washington, north Idaho. We live in a beautiful area, um, you know, beautiful lakes and mountains. You know, we're kind of a, uh, without, um, you know, uh, the inability, you know, there's not a, a huge, huge, you know, city that, that you have to wade through first to get out to the recreation. So, um, you know, I got to wake up this morning at the lake, take a swim, um, uh, and then come from the cabin right into work. So it was a pretty amazing day. I looked up the area that you live in and it's gorgeous. So yes, very jealous. Thank yeah. you very much for taking some time with us. I really appreciate you. And, um, uh, I'm really, really grateful for the opportunity and the time that you spent with us today. Well, thanks, Rich. Uh, you've been great. And thanks for your patience on making this happen. And uh, I think you're certainly bringing value to people. So I appreciate you doing that. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you are fit to work with Peak Results Academy, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to peakresultsacademy.com slash call. That's peakresultsacademy.com slash call and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, what do you really want out of life and your business? Number two, what is not working for you today? And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to create massive change in these areas. Remember, changing your life and creating massive results does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. We're helping clients all over the world create peak results in their health, in their businesses, and in their personal lives. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to peakresultsacademy.com call. We'll chat soon.